I'm going to start off with a couple of jokes. And they're all church jokes. <laughs> so you're free to laugh in church, do you know that? <laughs> okay, who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Anybody know? Samson. He brought the house down. <laughs> and every one of these people that we're going to talk about in these jokes got involved in his story. And some of these people we might not even let in this building. Just something to think about. Not that we wouldn't, but some churches might not. Which servant of God was the most flagrant lawbreaker in the Bible? <laughs> Anybody can guess? <laughs> Maybe? Moses! He broke all ten of those commandments. Smashed them to pieces. <laughs> uh, and why did God create man before women? Ladies, don't get offended here, okay? We can take a joke. Why did God create man before women? Because... <laughs> somebody got it. Because he didn't want any advice on how to do it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um... And you know what, in, in preparing for this, I was asking my hubby, hey, hun, do I should, like, I don't know how to do, like, three points. And he said, you know what, just be you. So you know what, I've done Ladies Connection for a while, so I said, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm at Ladies Connection. So if I don't make any con eye contact with you guys, don't get offended. We're just talking to the ladies here. <laughs> no. Um... Smoke and mirrors, the truth about you. My heart is passionate about this because it's a journey that God has been taking me on to smash through some of my own mindsets of what I see when I look in the mirror, how I see myself. And so I'm going to throw out a couple of questions this morning. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of dark in here, so nobody's going to see your hands. You don't have to put up your hand. But I, <laughs> I'm just going to see if anybody in here is, uh, anybody have murdered anybody in here? Any murderers in this place? Any liars in this place? <laughs> and if you've been married or together with somebody for more than a short period of time, you've probably thought about it. You might not have done anything because you're both here. But you might have thought about that. Um, any criminals in this place? Any gossipers in this place? What happens to your mindset when those questions are thrown out? What goes on in your thinking? What goes on in your emotions when those questions are thrown out? You, pro you probably don't want to raise your hand because... There might be some stone throwers in here. What are the feelings that go on when you say, oh, that's me? And some of those were extreme, but what about those little things that cause us to be ashamed?
This morning, I want to dare to step out of a church box that I lived in for a long time. And a lot of us in here, maybe we're raised in church, maybe not all of us were. But for me to stay in that church box, you know what, just one moment, I'm actually going to bring out these chairs here because I want us to see something. And I know they're, just to get us a picture, we're going to have, pretend this is a mirror over here. Pretend this is a mirror on the other side. These two mirrors are totally different. And um, this is my right side, but it's your left side. So we're going to say this is the mirror. Do you remember going into like a, a museum or something? And this thing distorts every part of you. It's just like, <laughs> and when you're looking in from that, I'm like, oh, is that really how I look? Like what, whatever you see in here is all distorted, whereas this one will show the real you. Growing up in a church box, every time I'd stand in front of this mirror right here, it would magnify every fault in me. So if I thought I had a big nose, okay, I do have, like it sticks out a little bit. I don't care. I've accepted that fact. But in this mirror, Whatever we thought was wrong of us, it would magnify. So let's say you had big feet, and you stand in front of this mirror, your feet looked huge. You thought, oh my gosh, I can't even walk straight. Oh my gosh, I'm going to trip up those stairs. It was a weakness in you, and it was magnified. So if you had that pimple, that thing would magnify. I'm like, oh my, I can't go in public. Everybody's going to see that thing. This thing magnifies everything wrong with you. And I want us to walk in a journey today, because I think a lot of us are on this journey of walking most of our life in front of this mirror. And the Holy Spirit wants to take us on a journey to show us our true selves. Because I'm telling you, this is all smoke and mirrors. And Jesus came to break through that mirror to show us the truth about us. That's what he came to do. And you know what? I might stumble over some words this morning. I might get a little tongue-tied because this is my first time doing this. I'm stepping out of my box this morning. And you know what? I might totally flop. I might think I totally failed this morning. You might think... For the love of God, why did Jeff let her up here? <laughs> like, I don't know what you think. But you know what the Holy Spirit told me last night? He said, you have nothing to prove. I'm like, wow. He said, you have nobody to impress. Because that does not change the truth about you. It does not change the truth about you. If I totally failed this morning, stumbled over my words, did a mess of things... It wouldn't matter, because that does not change the truth about me. It does not change the truth about you. And this morning, 
Jesus is going to smash this mirror because it's all smoke and mirrors. It is not real, and it is not the truth. And the reason I was going to say, you know, I was tongue-tied, maybe I'll get tongue-tied. Moses had that excuse too, remember? Moses is like, I can't go, oh my gosh, I can't go. I can't lead millions of people to freedom. How the heck is that going to happen? Do you know who I am? And God said, who gave you your mouth? Who gave you that issue that you are finding fault with? That feels magnified. You say you can't talk. God said, I gave you your mouth. Is it not I the Lord? And I want to bring this into context because God does not make all of our mess. He doesn't. But he doesn't see it like we see it. He does not see it like we see it. And so when Moses says, I can't do it, God says, you know what, God, Moses? I am going to involve you in my story. God wants to involve you in his story. And when he does, you make history. And you know what? He's picked everyone in this building. He's actually picked every person that has ever lived. And he says, I want to involve you in my story because you're going to make history. And I'm going to show you this morning, I want to walk through to see how God actually is going to accomplish this. And what he's done. I want us to jump into the book of James this morning. And I just want to bring, and I know this is a little bit off, a um, little rabbit tail before we get into James, just about the people that got involved in his story. Remember. It was a church service. It was in the synagogue. And remember when the religious leaders dragged a woman in there, and we know the story, and she was caught in the midst of adultery. And guess which mirror they were bringing up? They dragged her. Can you imagine somebody coming right through those doors, dragging a messed up, she was probably living life of a prostitute or an escort, and she, and they... We're bringing this mirror and said, Jesus, look at her. Look at her. What are we going to do with this messed up girl? What are we going to do with her? They dragged her right into church. They had all their stones ready. And many of us in here, I mean, if we would just, we would just raise our little pinky if there's, you know, you know, when this thing, oh, I'll just raise a pinky because there might be stone throwers in here. You know what? They dragged her in front of Jesus. What are we going to do? The law says, this is the law. This is the old system law. And it will magnify your faults. It will tell you everything you've done wrong and where you're messed up. That's what the old system of the law did. But it was only a shadow of the real. It was only smoke and mirrors. And Jesus came and broke through. And he says, that's only a shadow. I am the real. I am the perfect law. So let's jump into the book of James here. 
James chapter 1. James chapter 1, and I want to start off reading 17 and 18. And I want to share just laying a foundation of how to see the truth about you. And this is going to show us when, how we view our Father in heaven is directly related to how we see ourselves. Did you hear that? How we see our Father in heaven is directly related to how we see ourselves. And if that's distorted, this is going to be distorted. So let's read verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in whom there is no variation, there is no shadow cast by his turning, like as in an eclipse. I'm just going to stop at verse 17 there for a second. James here is laying a foundation of who our Father is. And what does he start by saying? Every good, every perfect gift. Where does it come from? It comes from the Father of all that is light. He, anything that brings light, that brings truth, that brings reality, that breaks through the smoke and mirrors, that comes from God. That is our Father. Every good and every perfect gift. Every good gift that we've been given, God gives so that he reveals his nature to us. This is who I am. I am only good. I only give good gifts. Um, and I wanted to just, when I was studying this, that word shadow actually means, let's see what I wrote here. Shadow, any kind of separation of one thing from another by which the union of the two is destroyed. Very interesting. That comes from the root word of shadow. It's in total contrast to the Father's nature. When he says he is the Father of light, he is the Father that brings light, he brings no separation. Everything that causes us to believe that we've somehow been separated from our Father, from this mirror, because of my fault, something I screwed up in. Our Father, there's no shadow, no shadow. There is no separation between him and us. Everything's been taken care of. Whom there is no variation or shadow cast by his turning. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons, by his word of truth. Um, 
so that we should be so that he could show us off as the crown of all his creatures. I like that version. So he could show us off as the crown of all his creatures. So in just reading that verse, I just want to um, lay that foundation of how we see our Father is essential. Because if we see him wrong, we begin to stand in front of the wrong mirror. Um... Let's jump into James 1 and let's go to verse 23. Actually, I'm going to start from verse 22. And I want to actually read it in the New Living Translation first, and then I want to read it in the Passion Translation. So the Living Translation says this, but don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. That translation when I was in my little box of a wrong view of God, I was standing in front of this mirror. And so when it says, you know what? If you're reading, if you're reading the Word, and you see all your messed up stuff, and you don't do something about it, and you don't change, you're in deception. You're screwed. It's like looking at the, your face in the mirror, you're seeing all your magnified faults, and you leave and you forget how awful you look. It's almost like you're, you know, you get out, get out of bed and you're going to work and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, my hair is like a total disaster. You know, I forgot to wash my face. And, uh, and then you go to work and you just totally forget of all your magnified faults. That is actually the total opposite of what God wants you to see when you look into the Word. Now let's read it in the translation, the, the, um, the Passion Translation. And this is what this one says. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For that is the essence of smoke and mirrors. Always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Because if you listen to the word, if you listen and you're looking into the right mirror, and God is beginning to show you who you are in him, and you don't take that message to heart, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning and you begin to perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and you forget your divine origin, 
But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty, liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear, and they're strengthened by it. They experience God's blessings in all that they do. So this morning, I want to wrap this up by saying, when, and I know I said this before, when Jesus came, a lot of people were living in front of the smoke and mirrors. And the religious system had that in place. And that was the old system law. But when Jesus came, he began to break through that old system, and he said, this is your new reality. And not only did Jesus come to show us the image of the Father, because he was the mirror and a reflection, the very reflection of our Father, he was also the mere reflection of you and I. Our new identity is in Jesus. And so now everything he is everything he was, fully accepted, fully loved, no separation from the Father. He completed it all, breaking through the smoke and mirrors of what the religious system said and magnifying everyone's fault. Jesus says, you're perfect in me. You're totally forgiven. Everything I am is yours. And he became our new mirror to look at. And I just want to say, when we look carefully into that perfect law of liberty, which is him. He begins to tell you the truth about you. And this is the result. Those who set their gaze into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and they're strengthened by it. They begin to experience God's blessings in all that they do. Why? Because our whole, this mirror has been smashed and our true reality is seen and it is in a person and it's in Jesus. And... I think that's it. So the truth about you is found in Jesus. Not only did he come to show you the image of the Father, he came to show you your image. He is the mirror image of you. Hmm. So this morning, Jesus, we just want to thank you that you've broken through all our smoke and mirrors and some of us are still struggling with looking in the wrong place. But right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would break through in our mindsets, in our belief systems of what and who you really are, Father. And that we could every morning begin to look in you, gaze on you, Jesus, to see our true identity and to see who we really are in you. And we thank you for all that you've done Jesus, in all that you've accomplished, thank you that you are our true identity. In Jesus' name.